Well, hey there. Welcome back. I am coming to you today, just like always, from my closet. Today I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, proud supporter of messy hair and sweatpants, except I live in Arizona and we don't really need sweatpants here, so I'm in shorts, which are my staple. But I'm really excited to be talking to you about today's subject. I'm glad you tuned in. For the subject today, it really seems to be like the King Kong of issues among especially women when it comes to health and fitness. I have been in the health and fitness industry since I was 19. That's right. I got certified when I was 19. So that's almost 17 years. You don't need to do the math. It's cool. But it's almost 17 years. And I have never seen something crush people's hearts and souls like that little black or white box that sits in the corner of your bathroom. We have been trained since we're little to think the scale is the best indicator of fitness. And I bet even right now that you may be thinking, if I weighed this much, then I would be fit. If I weighed this much, then I would be happy. The scale makes women's health fragile to me because we let it affect our mood and our confidence. And if it moves a couple pounds in either directions, it qualifies us as a winner or a loser weekly and for some even daily. But giving it that power is like letting the local news determine your self-worth because it's always changing and it's fickle. So today we're going to talk about why the scale is not the best indicator of progress and really break it down and how it is actually my least favorite indicator of progress. And if the scale is weighing you down and it is controlling your moods, I want you to get off your scale and get in your life. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. The scale is like that ex-boyfriend that we've all had. You know the one. The one that takes you out to eat, is super nice, gives you all these compliments, makes you feel on top of the world, and then the next day, you can't get a hold of him, he disappears, you find out he was with Tina down the road, and it makes you feel terrible. It's fickle. And so was he, which is why you kicked him to the curb. And you may need to do the same thing with the scale if the scale is making you feel like a winner or a loser based on if it's going up or down. Here's the thing. There are so many factors that affect the number that the scale is going to show you. So let's kind of talk about some of those. There's more than affects the scale than just the amount of fat on your body. For example, constipation. If you are constipated, if you are bloated, if you are having issues with digestion and just feeling inflammation and bloated, or you've just got to simply take a number two, that is easily going to make the scale go up. I know it sounds crazy, but it's 100% too. Same thing with water consumption. If you're super hydrated, if you just drink 30 ounces of water, it can make the scale go up. Being on your period also affects it. Whether you are on your period currently, about to get your period, or if you are ovulating. All three of those things affect your hormones and your hormones can affect your weight. So getting on the scale when you are on or about to get it or ovulating is pretty much pointless because it can make the scale fluctuate anywhere from like one to five pounds. Salt and carb retention. 
Sometimes when we have too much sodium, it will make us feel bloated. And same thing with carbs. It'll make us feel bloated and it affects the scale, but it's not actually true weight gain. It's just retention, which as we drink more water and we start getting into our normal routine, it flushes it back out and the weight disappears. It's not real weight. Something else that we might not think about that affects it is the way we sleep and our stress. If we're not sleeping enough, it can affect the scale. And if we are stressed, just like I talked about in episode six, where I talked about stress and weight gain, it affects the scale as well. And of course, hormonal imbalances. Now, if you have the same habits and you're doing the same thing and the scale is steadily ticking up and you're eating the same and you're exercising, that would be a really good time to go have your hormones checked. Or if you are exercising regular and you're seeing maybe no changes, but I'm going to get into that and that there may actually be changes, you're just not recognizing them. But I would suggest going back and listening to episode six. I think episode seven is the stress hormone one. And then episode six is the hormone by itself where we talk about hormones, what to look for, what to get tested. Because if you have kind of the same habits and you're seeing it tick up, that might be a sign of a hormone imbalance. And there's no point in beating yourself up when there's something hormonally going on that needs to be fixed before anything else can actually change. So you have to be aware of that as well. All of those things actually have nothing to do with fat at all, like increase in fat. They're just other things that can make the scale fluctuate. So here's another thought to think about. One pound is actually equal to 3,500 calories. So when a client comes to me, and this happens actually a lot, and I, I guarantee this has happened to you because this happened to me when I used to worry about the scale more because I did. I'm just like any other woman. There was a point in my life where I really did worry about the scale and I weighed and I felt like it was the all or nothing. It was the holy grail. So you're not alone in this thought process, but sometimes a client will come to me and say, I gained two pounds over the weekend. I gained three pounds overnight. I'm so discouraged. I'm never going to lose this weight. I'm going off track. I can't take it anymore. And then you're just feeling super discouraged. And they say, I gained it because I had a slice of cake and I had a hamburger. So today I'm going to go eat 27 slices of cakes and of cakes. How about 27 cakes <laughs> and a bunch of hamburgers? Because we're so discouraged over those two or three pounds. I ask them in that moment, I say, can you take a step back? Do you think that slice of cake along with just a regular hamburger was 10,500 calories? And they always look at me like, what? Or like, you know, they write me back like, huh? And I'm like, one pound is equal to 3,500 calories. So if you gain three pounds, you must have overeaten on top of your maintenance level, which if they're in a cut, they're not even eating to their maintenance level. Or if they're in maintenance, you must have overate on top of that 10,500 calories for that to be real weight gain. That's probably not what happened. Even as you're listening to this, I bet you're saying, yeah, no, one slice of cake and one hamburger is not 10,000 calories. And you are exactly right. There is something else going on. Maybe she's about to get her period. Maybe she's ovulating. Maybe she has a little bit of salt or carb retention. Maybe just like the gluten in the hamburger didn't sit super well with her. Maybe she is having a hormonal imbalance that she's not aware of. Maybe she's just constipated. She doesn't even realize she needs to go number two. There's a lot of different factors. And most of the time I'll say, just drink your water. Chances are you're just having some retention. 
Drink some water and exercise normal. Don't undereat. You guys know I'm not a fan of undereating. That is a no-no to me. Act like a normal person. Eat your normal food intake. Exercise. Love your body. And it will fall off within you know, a couple days max. And without fail, it always does. But yet in that moment, that person, that woman feels like I failed, I'm a loser. And oftentimes it can send them into a spiral where they are overdoing it, where they are, you know, all of a sudden binging or having these things because the scale is not supporting what they're doing. And along with that, they're not even recognizing all the good things are happening that week besides, you know, those couple pounds. Here's another thing to kind of think about. Now we're going to talk about body composition. I talked about body composition in detail last week, so I'm not going to get too into it, but I'm just going to explain that body composition is the amount of lean muscle tissue you have compared to fat tissue. So here's where it gets sticky when it comes to gaining weight, you know, two pounds here or the scale not moving down during a fitness program. It gets sticky because we lose the purpose of fitness. Like in general, we forget why we are doing this. We're doing the fitness program to partly feel better. So when you are doing strength training and even with some cardio, you know, mix of strength training and cardio and a solid diet, you're not starving yourself, you're fueling yourself properly, then you're going to add muscle and chances are you're going to lose fat at the same time. During this time, your weight can stay the same. It doesn't have to move. It might even just barely move in either direction, but it doesn't mean you're not having progress. You might shrink in size because your measurements might be going down because as you gain muscle and your fat goes down, the scale may stay the same, but your measurements may go down. You may even look more fit or toned as I talked about last week. You guys know I mentioned toned is just a female word for saying added muscle. It actually also kills me when people say, I don't want to add any muscle. I just want to get toned. I feel a little bit like the deer in the headlights. Like, what? That's the same thing. That's like saying, I'm super dehydrated, but I don't want to drink any water. All right. I am digressing. That's not the point. But you can maybe not be changing on the scale, but maybe you are looking more physically fit. You are feeling firmer. You are feeling energized. You are feeling great. Yet because the scale has said you haven't lost weight, you think you're not having progress, but you actually really could be. And you're just focusing on the wrong thing. So it is not uncommon to think there's no progress. Like I said, we're focusing on the wrong thing. I have literally seen clients drop four inches in their stomach and only lose a pound. I have seen clients lose two and a half inches in their stomach and gain a pound. In fact, in the show notes, I will add a link to a post I did a little ways back where I added a bunch of people's progress photos and it shows their weight either went up or stayed the same or only went down a pound, but their body composition changed. The way they physically look changed, but the scale did not show that if they were just going off the progress on the scale. This is why I love measurements. If you want to track a number, I don't even think you always have to track numbers. But if you want to track something, track your body composition number or your measurements, not what the scale is saying. And the reason I say this is because, as I said, this number just weighs on people's soul, that number on the scale. I have seen women 
feel like they're making progress, be feeling good in their clothes, feeling energized, feeling strong, and all of a sudden they step on the scale and all of those positive vibes and energy and thoughts and feelings about improvement go out the window and is crushed by one single number. And that number is not the number to focus on. So let's talk more about what numbers to focus on. Measurements is one you can focus on. I feel like that's a better indication of a body composition change. If you don't want to do measurements, because again, there should be multiple factors that you are focusing on. You shouldn't just focus on like your size, your pant size, your weight size, your measurement size. I want you to focus also on what size weights are you using? Have you increased your weights? If you've increased your weights, chances are you're adding muscle. Chances are you're losing fat and you're going to have progress simply by increasing the weight size you're using. Have you increased in how fast or how far you can run? That's another indication of health. It's showing that your lungs are working better. Your heart is working better. They're doing their job more thoroughly, which is allowing you to run faster and run further. What about the number of push-ups or pull-ups you can do or seconds you can stay in a plank? It is so exciting to me when someone writes me and says, I just did a plank for a full minute and when I started working with you, I couldn't even stay in one for 10 seconds. That is an amazing number to focus on, to literally pat yourself on the back and say, I just improved by 50 seconds in my plank that I couldn't do before. If you are focusing on those numbers, the numbers that are not linked to your size, if we're focusing on how fast we can run, how far we can run, how heavy our rates are, what our PRs are, how many push-ups, how many pull-ups, how long we can stay in sprints, how much water we can drink, all these numbers, if we love numbers, let's focus on numbers that actually show an improvement in your health. Because I have seen plenty of women, and I've said it before, who the scale can tick down for them, but it's not meaning that they are healthier. You can be very unhealthy and you can lose weight and it will not stay. If you focus on the numbers of things that actually make you healthy, the weight will follow. And if the weight doesn't follow, the measurements will follow and you will feel amazing. So I want you to focus not on your numbers of what size you are, but on the numbers of things you can do. That is empowering. That is powerful. That is what makes you feel like a champion when you watch those things improve. So if you want to focus on numbers, I want you to focus there. Now, I know that scales can also measure body composition, but you have to be aware that every scale is going to vary. And often the scales will vary from one to 5% that are off in even body composition or the weight. I did an experiment once where I had a couple scales and I got on all of them and all of them showed me something different. So you have to be aware that they're not always consistent, which is why I do like to go off measurements if you are trying to measure one thing for your body, but I still like the main focus to be on the improvements of things that are not related to your body, but are related to your abilities because that is gonna be an awesome healthy change. The scale can never measure how fast you run. It cannot measure your increased energy levels. It can't measure if your pants even fit looser. Literally, your pants could fit looser and the scale doesn't have to move because of fat loss and muscle gain. It can't even measure all the things that aren't even fitness related about you that make you so amazing. Yet we focus on the scale so much. I want you to focus on the non-scale victories and realize how important those are and simply discard the number on the scale that is making you feel like you are not worth something. 
Now, I don't want to make the disconnect of saying you never need to measure anything. If you truly feel like you need to improve your health, then it's important to measure things. Now, you do have to be aware. Some people, you don't need to measure things. And if you are feeling great, you don't ever need to measure anything. Just focus on trying to be healthy and well-rounded. But if you're someone who you're like, no, I am unhealthy. I'm not eating healthy. I'm not exercising. I would like to make some improvements. Then that's great. We do need some measurements. But again, I would focus on the non-scale you know, victories on those measurements, on those assessments. I'd focus on your body percent fat and I'd focus on your literally measurements, your circumference, because those are going to be more accurate. I just don't want you putting the precedent of the scale first, because when you do that, you are missing the entire point of why we are trying to get healthy with all the other reasons and everything else that I've explained that makes you healthy and more rounded. And plus, just focusing on the scale makes you feel empty and negative. It's not a well-rounded view of health. Like, it's just not clear. It seems bitter, like only one, this one holy grail, this one special scale is going to control everything. When you look at health, if you're truly trying to be healthier and not just trying to be skinnier and accepted by society, but we want to truly be healthier and love ourselves through that health because that's actually what's important and care for our bodies and make them stronger because we love them, then you're going to want to look at everything that makes you progress. And you don't want the scale to tell you that all 50 of those things, you know, the fact that you're eating more vegetables, the fact that you're drinking water, the fact that your weights are growing up, the fact that you're sleeping better and feeling awesome. You don't want those outweighed by the scale not moving or just only going down one pound or even possibly going up based on body composition. I really do kind of harp on my clients about the scale. I'm fine if they weigh themselves. I think that's totally great. But if they are over-focusing on it, I'll say, get off the scale. Don't weigh yourself and let's do measurements every two weeks. Or if they're not seeing changes on the scale, I'll say, just do your measurements. Your measurements matter more anyway. So I think it's just consistent and important to do the measurements if you're wanting to make sure that you're making progress. Another statement I hear a lot, which is showing we're letting the, the scale be the precedent, letting the scale be the, you know, the King Kong of our progress and our ability to be winners, is when women say, I want to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight. It's common. I get the thought process behind it. It's not necessarily a negative thought process. What I'm hearing is that you're saying, I want to feel like myself again. I want to feel good. So I want to get back to who I was. But the problem is a lot of times that gets all twisted up in, if I do not get back to my pre-pregnancy weight, then I am not good enough. Here's the deal. I am 10 pounds heavier than I was before I had babies. I will never weigh what I weighed before I had babies in my pre-pregnancy weight. I just won't. My body is different. I'm different. I have different goals. I've had four kids and I have never lost that 10 pounds. That does not make me a loser. That does not make me unhealthy. That does not make me unfit. If I sat here and said to you, I'm just so sad I haven't been back to my pre-pregnancy weight, you would be like, you have lost your mind. And I would have lost my mind. And sometimes I see these women that I work with and they are in fantastic shape and they've made all this progress and they say to me, but I'm not back to my pre-pregnancy weight. And I just cringe inside because I'm like, have you seen all your improvements? You look amazing. You're strong. You're energized. You feel powerful. You can chase your kids around. They're missing the whole point of feeling like themselves because they're so trapped into that number 
that the scale told them before they created a human being in their body. And for some of you women, multiple human beings inside your body and then had the baby. And then it was just crazy afterwards because you know it's crazy afterwards. They're losing the focus. The focus is to feel good again. The focus isn't to be a certain number on a scale. It's to feel good, to feel like ourselves. And you can do that without being that same size. I have never been that same size. I'm 10 pounds heavier and I can still feel great in my body. And so can you. I really, truly mean it when I say the scale is fickle. It's like that ex-boyfriend you kicked to the curb. I don't want you relying on it anymore. If you have a negative relationship with the scale where it controls your moods, I need you to get rid of it. I need you to throw it away. If you can truly use the scale as just one indicator of progress and focus on all the other ones I discussed, that's fine. But if you are letting the scale tell you you are a winner today or you are a loser today, then get rid of it. It is not worth it because you are so much more important than a number on a scale. And you can make really good progress, really awesome, healthy progress without that number even moving, as I've explained. So... If I could have you walk away from the podcast, taking in anything, digesting any of this information I gave you about the scale, I want you to walk away with this one thought. Don't let the scale rule your life because it will ruin your life if you let it. Again, don't let the scale rule your life because it will ruin your life if you let it. And honestly, you guys, your kids are watching. Don't teach them to be obsessed with the scale. Don't teach them that the scale is going to measure their self-worth. If your kid, if you had a little girl and she jumped on the scale and she felt discouraged, wouldn't you want to throw that black box out the window or that little white box? You would. So stop doing it to yourself. I love you guys. I think you're doing a great job. We can measure progress in so many ways. I hope you took away some of the ideas to really, you know, make you feel positive in your journey and help you to know that you can make changes without that little scale in your bathroom agreeing or telling you anything. You can just get rid of it. If it's not helping you, it's hurting you. All right, that's all for today. Remember, scales are for fish. End of story.